Hey, thank you for tuning in to KingCast. If this is your first time, this is a faith-based podcast where Colton and Barry wrestle through some of life's toughest questions, the ones you may be thinking but not asking. So join us in the conversation and subscribe now. And it's the topic, what is God like? Mm-hmm. Right? What is God like? I'm Barry. And I'm Colton. And I think this is a question that is super hard, has been for me growing up, even in a Christian home, and then trying to figure out faith on my own, working in the oil field, having um, those questions Mm -hmm. come at you, now in youth ministry, having those questions come at you, and just my everyday life. I find that these are probably the three most asked questions about who God is. The first one, whenever we present and ask in front of youth who God is, and, and honestly, most people, we get um, like the judge who's sitting on the chair waiting to bonk you on the head. The old guy. The old guy <laughs> with the big beard. When you mess up, here comes a lightning bolt. Um, number two, a question I get about God a lot is, well, then um, it, there, God is real, but he sort of set everything up on the earth and then he just backed away. And now he lets it play out. See what happens. See what happens. And then the third question I get asked about God um, is each denomination. So inside the Christian faith, there's multiple denominations. So is your God the same throughout all of those denominations? Mm -hmm. Those are probably three I get asked the most about who God is. And this is a super um, important question i think it's important to actually dig into that who is god and know that for yourself and for me which maybe we'll get into a bit later um for me that changed when i understood god in a different light and we'll get into that later but how maybe you've heard than what i've maybe heard Yeah. yeah and it is it's a huge huge topic yeah and it's difficult even to find a starting point yeah but you know just because I teach the Bible, I, I would have had to find a starting point at yep. one time. And I think what's really good for everybody to do is just start with this clean slate. Yep. Right. Try and try and block out all your preconceived notions or your ideas or, you know, you might have some good thoughts on who God is, but just kind of block that out. And let's just really look at what, let's just start in, uh, at what the Bible says and really what God says about himself. Yeah. And there's only really four things in the Bible that God says he is, mm. you know. Most of the other things that you read in the Bible, you know, are, are adjectives or they're kind of trying to explain God's uh, character, right? Like God is great or God is good or God is kind, mm-hmm. right? But Bible says that God is four particular things. Number one, God is a spirit. Mm-hmm. So God is different than you and me. He is just strictly spirit. We are spirit inside of a body as long mm-hmm. as we're alive on this earth. We are a spirit within a body, so we have different limitations and restrictions. God doesn't have none. He operates in a realm that's outside of time, that's outside of space. He's just a spirit, and he can be everywhere all of the time. People's, you know, it says that he's omnipresent. People think, well, how can he be omnipresent? Well, because God's a spirit. Mm. Second thing it says that we find in the Bible that says God is light, mm. right? And so God is uh, light in the sense of he's in everywhere and in everything, because even science has proved that everything that's mm. physical looks like it started by light. Of course, we're not surprised about it, because right in the beginning of Genesis, what God say? Light be, mm-hmm. and light was. 
And we know God's not talking about the sun and the moon. He didn't create the sun and the moon till, or the greater light and the lesser light until, I believe, verse 14 or something. Mm. Right? This is right at the beginning. So God infused himself into all of creation mm. in the form of light. And then the Bible says that God is truth. And so truth knows everything. Mm. Truth understands everything. Mm -hmm. Truth um, never makes mistakes. Right? Because we say, oh, God, you're, you're all powerful, or God, you're omniscient, you know everything, right? Well, because God is truth. Mm. And the third or the fourth thing the Bible is very clear on is that God is love. Mm -hmm. Right? And a lot of times people get all confused about the Old Testament versus the New Testament and what one preacher says versus another preacher. Mm -hmm. I've kind of let all that go and realized. Well, if God is love, then everything he did right from Genesis yeah. to the end of the book of Revelations is tied to love somehow. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. The other thing that I began to realize is that when somebody is something, that's who they is. You know, excuse mm -hmm. my English, right? <laughs> so it's not like God is sitting in heaven and he looks down and he sees somebody. Oh, man, they did such a good thing did such a beautiful project. Oh, they helped those people. And he reaches in his pocket and sprinkles some love in them. They're like, oh, God loves me. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. No, if God is love, he's love all the time. Yeah. So he is love when you're doing good and he's love when you're doing bad. And yeah. he's love to the person that might be the worst person on the yeah. earth. And he's love to the greatest person that ever walked on the earth. Yeah. If he is love, he can't be anything different than mm -hmm. love. And when people start to grasp those things and realize, oh, that's why he's omnipresent everywhere all the time. He's mm -hmm. a spirit. He's light. He knows truth. He's all powerful. Everything is all connected to this. And I think that's the base of understanding God, is just to first understand those kinds of things first, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, after that we can get into, you know, defining God. I like 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Yeah. talks a little bit about love. So if God is love, then these are things that God is. Yeah, and I mean, you've probably heard this in the church um, multiple times in this love chapter, um, you know, take take love out of it and either put your name yeah. in it. Are you those things? Um, when you put God's name in it, you can just declare that he is those things. Yeah. Love. God is kind. God is patient. God is not self-seeking. Um, that's a big one. God is not self-seeking. Yeah. How? And, how and, and I think one translation we glanced at said, does not demand his own way. Does not demand his own way. I'm yeah. thinking, man, the creator of everything. Yeah all-powerful being yeah that really has a heart and a desire for us to become part of the family and come he doesn't demand his own way yeah right and that's how i began to understand unconditional love yeah that's really good because it, it's it's from a human perspective i can get um i can understand love to a point right and i can understand that love doesn't demand its own way to a point but I feel like there's a roof at, <laughs> at, at the humanistic level. And I, I just, I put, I always put myself in like, if I was a boss mm -hmm. over some people and I, I do have people under me or around me that um, I talk with and I, is not seeking its own thing. Right. It's not demanding its own way. Or expect something. Or all, expect right. something. I'm going to buy my wife flowers, but I expect her to be kind to me. Yeah. yeah. From so a there's human conditional point, love. Yeah, yeah there's exactly. conditional love and always. And sometimes we think, oh, no, it's not really. We love this unconditionally. But if you're, I, I, I've never loved unconditionally that I can say. And also, I haven't met anybody who loves unconditionally. Yeah. Right? No matter 
what it is. Sometimes we do something, but we still kind of want people to recognize it. Yeah. Or, and God's not like that. Yeah. And to understand that. That's wild. Yeah. And we put our name in there because I did that when I first got saved. Yeah. I read that somewhere like, oh, okay, so Barry suffers long and is patient and kind because love of God's in my heart. Barry suffers long and is patient and kind. Barry doesn't envy. Barry, yeah. right? And I thought, oh, okay, so this is my goals. I'm going to yeah, work yeah. Through, towards these things. And then when I just realized in, from James that God is love, I put God in there and it just opened that whole thing. Yeah. Like, wow. Because he doesn't try to be those things. That's what he That's is. That's what he is. I don't care if it's Genesis 1-1. Yeah. Right? Or the last revelation. It's just who God is. Yeah. Cool. Doesn't seek his own, right? And I know like uh, understanding too, for me, for me, the the part that opened it up to that God is love and, and um, he's not demanding his own way. And I think this paints actually a really good picture of him not demanding his own way. Um, when I worked in the oil field, probably the number one question I get was um, the God of the New Testament and the God of the Old, the Old Testament. Testament. Different gods. Mm -hmm. Oh, your God kills all these people and blah, blah, blah. And that was always a hard one for me to work through because I, I never really felt like I had a good answer. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah. Then I would say, oh, yeah, but that's just the God of the Old Testament. But then at the same time, I'd come back and read my Bible where it says God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm like, well, I can't just say he's that was the God of the Old Testament then because yeah. he's the same. He's the same. Um, but it was um, a book opened it up to me in the terms of covenants. And, and so you see these covenants with, um, with a few specific people in the Bible um, Moses, Abraham, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jesus. Of course, he cut it with Jesus. Yeah. David, um, and but there's there's typically three different covenants throughout the Bible, and one of them is a grant covenant, which is the perfect covenant. That's the one God made with Abraham. He made it with. Um, David, he made it with Jesus. <laughs> and this grant covenant is to say, nothing is on you, it's actually all on me. <laughs> and that's where we get that story where Abraham is to go and he's to cut up the, the bull and a few other animals and separate them and make a path that you could walk through. And this was a a, a, a real thing. A real thing. People yeah. did this back yeah. then to make covenants. Co yeah, it was called a blood covenant. You yeah. would both walk through the blood of the animal after. And so Abraham takes his time. He cuts those up. And then he falls asleep. And, and then God comes down and walks through the blood. And Abraham wakes up and goes, should I walk through now too? And God says to him, no, this is my covenant. And so that's where you get this grant covenant of it is, it's actually not on you. It's on what I've done and I'm going to bless you no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see those weird things like what Abraham just told Pharaoh that his wife with his sister, he lied to him and then somehow God blessed him with more sheep and goats after that. <laughs> like what's going on? And you, and you get this weird, like, but Abraham lied. Untrust, it's, well, yeah. it's not on Abraham. It's actually on God. Mm -hmm. And so as, as it continues and more people come into the Bible, eventually you get to Moses and you have um, God trying to establish the same covenant with Moses. 
and saying, I want you to be a nation of priests. Bring the people to the mountain and I'll make them a nation of priests. And this is where you get a kingship covenant. And this kingship, this is the thing that opened it up for me for, for thinking God was just this crazy person who killed people. Mm-hmm. So all the way up until this point, till you get to Moses, you can even see that Moses has done a bunch of things, messed up, God never punishment, punishes him, continues to bless him, and then it's not until this mountain encounter that things change. And, and it didn't change because God changed, it changed because it wasn't what the people wanted. Mm-hmm. And because, like we talked about, God isn't forcing mm. his own way. Demanding his own way. Demanding exactly. his own way. He gave the people yeah. what they wanted. People said, no, no, Moses, you go take care of this. Exactly. Let us know what he says. Exactly. So he comes back down with the Ten Commandments, mm. which we all know. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 for himself. And then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 for God. But he brings back both plates and puts them in his temple because that's how it worked saying that if we don't obey these commandments, the God of our temple will deal with us justly. So now, where you start to see God maybe act differently, or there's punishment or judgment or discipline, and you go, what the heck, this God's crazy. Well, (laughs) now you actually see it in the term of a covenant, and he's actually just fulfilling what they asked for. So when they mess up, he, the just God, has to come in now and do something. And I think from then on, you see the story of the rest of the Bible of God trying to come back and and build that grant covenant back with his people where it's fully on who he is and on his power, on, on um, how he loves and how he's grace and how he's kind. And it's not until Jesus that we get the grant covenant back fully of him dying on the cross and replace of our sins. And, and um, that for me just changed the picture of who God was. It, it, it opened it up to like this whole, um, I, I saw the Bible. Like from, a revelation of truth for A you. revelation of truth. And I saw the Bible as not just little parts of stories, but a story, a love story of a, of a God trying to get back to his people right from the start. Mm-hmm. And you see little Incredible. glimmers of hope in there where, oh, yes, they are turning back. But ultimately, it took him sending his own son because to make they, that happen. They, you, can't, you can't do it. You can't do it in the natural, so to speak. Yeah. So they, their spirits had to be changed. Yeah. And so there needed to be a regeneration or what Jesus called, you must be born again. Yeah. On the inside of you. Yeah. And well, love has a judgment side to mm-hmm. it. If, if I'm going down the wrong path, people think, well, unconditional love just keeps patting me on my back until I fall over into the abyss. <laughs> yeah. right? But unconditional love says, whoa, 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 come yeah. back. You're on the wrong path. Yeah. Right. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. I'm going to help you or whatever, but you are going, right? And then everybody's like, oh, that's just legalism. God is... Yeah making you do something else. And it's like, no, God's unconditional love. And so I got to the place also in the Old Testament where I just realized 
everything that takes place in the Old Testament is coming from God coming who from said love. he is love. Exactly. Who said he is truth. Exactly. Who said he is light. Yeah. Who said he is the spirit. Yeah. So all the decisions and the choices and everything he made are all good. Yeah. Uh, I might not be able to explain them to you right now. Yeah. But as you know, and I know really well, is that Christianity has this measure of faith. Mm -hmm. We have to have this measure of faith that God is who he said he is, and that when we get there, we'll understand it, but sometimes now we might not grasp every mm -hmm. little fine detail. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I like that covenant. You know, Jesus said, we are beautifully and wonderfully made. We're the crown of his mm. creation. So the whole thing that took place from Genesis till Jesus is to bring us and everybody back to that place of relationship yeah. with him, right? Yeah. I like to stay down the middle of the road, you and me. Yeah. So one ditch is God's a judge. He's yeah. just judging everything. Everything's bad. Yeah. You can't have any fun. Yeah. On the other ditch is God has no limits and no restrictions. You can do whatever you want and it's limitless grace and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Right. And God's like, well, we'll get back on the road. Yeah. Right. The, the truth is in between those two ditches. Yeah. Right. And this is, this is where I am. Right. And so, yeah, that's kind of cool. I yeah. always like to point people to this other, to this other part of God is God is on a journey for your heart. Hmm. Right, he was on a journey for people's hearts, right from Genesis through to Moses, through the wilderness experience, through you know, through the whole Old Testament, mm -hmm. right until today. He's after your heart, right? He he is never going to quit. I'm sorry, you might think, man, God, just leave me alone. Yeah. I just want to do my own thing and try yeah. and find my own way. Well, he doesn't seek his own, so he's not going to make you do anything. Yeah. But he'll show up every now and then in your life. Yep. He'll show up through somebody. He'll yep. show up through an experience. He'll show up through something that happened and turned out well and you yeah. didn't deserve it. Yeah. He's just going to always show up, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I always believe that, you know, there is this believing with the heart that's just required uh, with mm. concerning the Word of God, concerning God, concerning what Jesus did, right? And we just got to come to him with that with that humility and understand mm -hmm. he is God, right? People say, oh, man, and Jesus himself said, fear God. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself said, mm -hmm. repent, Yeah. right? John the Baptist was the person that led um, the way before Jesus. And what did John the Baptist preach? Mm -hmm. Repent for the kingdom of God has come upon yeah. you. It was always repent, ask forgiveness, you're doing wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we kind of forgot about that whole part. We don't really want to say that to anybody because no, no. we might offend them. Yeah. Right. But the fact of the matter is he is God. He did create everything. Yeah. And if you could just take his finger and hit this little marble yeah. and just smack it into oblivion, yeah. that would be it. And our spirits would live forever because that's the way he created us, but it won't be with him. Mm -hmm. We would just exist in the spiritual realm. Yeah, I find that in today's culture, and I think we've talked about this probably on other podcasts with just like um, the word love mm -hmm. um, being so muddied in our yep. English and, and its meaning. Um, and we'll start with a clean slate. Yeah. Really see these some of these things about God. He's a covenant-keeping God. Mm -hmm. You know, He's willing to take responsibility for everything. Um, we want to live our lives as He is the Father, right? Yeah. We didn't even get into Father. You know, God is our Father. Um, yeah. So wherever you're at today, um, if you're um, a, you've been a Christian for a long time, or this is new to you. 
Um, we just encourage you, like Barry opened up at the start and read, these are four things of who God is. Have you opened up your Bible recently and asked God to reveal who He is to you? Um, we encourage you today, um, even just to take time as you're praying at work or school, um, or if you get that time to open up your Bible, uh, we encourage you, ask God to reveal Himself and to you will. today. And He will.